Yes, you are listening to the Ready, Set, Retire radio podcast with Steve Anzoni. My name is Jessica Forkel. Get more details on the website at fairwayfinancial.net. So as you know, the difference between a Roth IRA and other types of IRAs is that a Roth is funded with after-tax dollars. But many would-be retirees may still have their money in pre-tax traditional IRAs. I'm curious here, we talked about taxes and being tax efficient. Does converting these dollars to a Roth make sense even after age 60? There's got to be some pros and cons here, both with the age gap and, of course, the tax idea. Absolutely. And this is where I come in to try to be that financial quarterback, if you will, to figure out where you are from a tax standpoint. I guess it's a combination of things, Jess. It's a combination of your tax bracket, right? And we look at tax returns to figure that out, right? I'm not a CPA. I work with CPAs. I always verify. But the tax returns really tell the tale of the tape. And once we see that, you may be in a position to say, all right, look, I've saved pre-tax, which is traditional 401k, traditional IRA my whole life. I mean, most of us have. But now I'm finding that it may make more sense to make these after-tax or what is called Roth conversions because I'll pay a little bit now, but then I'll never pay again in the future and I'll be in control of my money forever. The key is control. So the first number you got to think of is 72 because mm-hmm. the new rules pushed it to age 72 before you have to take a minimum. So if you're already 60 or 62 or even 66, technically, you have six years to try to reposition some stuff before the government jumps in and says, hey, you need to take money. You don't even have a choice anymore. Okay. Now, of course, most of us want to take it because that's the goal. But think of it this way. Would you rather pay taxes on the seed Right? On the small pile or on the big pile? Uh, the small pile. Right. And so that's all this is about. When we save, we're seeding our retirement. So think of a farmer seeding your crop, seeding your retirement. And then at the end of the day, when you're a farmer, you harvest. And when you're a, an investor, you start to convert that pile to an income. Right? But at that point, you kind of lose control. And we don't want to do that. So... Conversions can be great, or if you're still working, why not begin the process now and consider doing after-tax Roth 401k contributions, right, while you're working? So a lot of it is a conversation, and that is, I can't explain enough. It's so important, especially in the next four years, to look at this window of opportunity. That's exactly what it is. The sooner you jump on it, the better you are. And, you know, I, I go over it in my workshops. I talk about it on the show all the time. But it just comes down to dollars and cents. If you can pay, say, 15 cents on the dollar now and never have to pay again, I mean, that, that to me is just an amazing opportunity. You know, Steve, as you were talking there, I was thinking, okay, let me make sure I'm understanding this. So basically, if you have just a traditional uh, IRA, you know, you're putting money in there, then you're paying taxes on that. You have a Roth IRA, you're paying it once, you're paying it up front, whatever, it's already taken care of. Therefore, you have more money in your pocket in retirement to go do things that you want to do versus writing another huge check to Uncle Sam. Exactly. See, people tend to put things off. That's our nature, right? Ah, worry about it tomorrow, worry Mm -hmm. about it tomorrow, worry about it tomorrow. Now, look, If it's painting the bathroom or wallpapering, I mean, that's fine. It's not going to change your financial life. But you keep putting off these retirement decisions, 
you know what? The government's going to make the decision for you. Yeah. And you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're going to be out of control with your retirement, right? They're going to tell you what you need to take. And not only that, that money is taxable and can cause another tax on your social security check. So not doing something not only affect that pile, but can affect other piles and really put you behind the eight ball. I mean, after all, it's not, it's not so much what you earn, Jess, it's what you keep. This is key. So why not keep more in retirement? Continuing this conversation here with an IRA, a Roth, et cetera. So let's say you are going to inherit an IRA or a 401k from your parents. The IRS, they've changed up some rules, as they often do. And tax and retirement planning expert Ed Slot, he tells Morningstar that it will make things more complicated for beneficiaries. If you inherited from somebody who was already over 72 and taking RMDs, in that case, for some strange reason, IRS says once the person who died started taking their RMDs. You can't stop the train. So for years one through nine, you're going to have to take required minimum distributions. But then by the end of the 10th year, everything again has to come out. You can always count on the government to make things complicated, Steve, because correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we've been talking about this thing called the Secure Act that mm-hmm. said, oh, hey, by the way, remember you used to be able to take those inheritance and you had you know, forever to pay the taxes. Now they're saying, oh, by the way, you have 10 years. And that can really mess you up if you are in the prime time of your working world, you know, making good money in a higher tax bracket. This is crazy. I mean, Ed Slot, by the way, I have such great respect for. He's a CPA. He's brilliant. He does a lot of live events and he's right on the money. I mean, this 10, so just to catch up people in 2020, they come up with this secure act and they basically said, let's say you're married, first spouse dies, second spouse can keep that IRA, basically step into the shoes of the owner and continue doing what they were doing. Not much changes, but at the second death, when your kids get it, they now said, well, wait a minute, your kids can't stretch this money out over a lifetime like you could. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that anymore. We want our money. So we're going we're gonna to say to you, the kids need to take it out over 10 years, max. Okay, so that was the first rule. There's a little bit of a gray area there because the, the IRS didn't really talk about the methodology of the 10 years. So people were under the impression, oh, I could skip a couple of years, then take some, then skip a few years, as long as it was all out by 10. But... <laughs> Lo and behold, they kind of step back and the IRS goes, well, no, what we really meant was when you get that money, we still want our little piece during those nine years. Now, here's the effect. This is why conversions are so big and tax-free is better. So watch this, Jess. Let's say that your kid inherited an IRA and also okay, your kid's kid, your grandkid, was college age. Okay, watch this. So now the parents of the kid are applying for financial aid. And lo and behold, oh, wait, you got to take a distribution from your inherited IRA. And let's say that's a good distribution. Let's just say it's 20 grand, 25 grand. That could totally offset the whole apple cart for financial aid. Wow. Okay, unintentionally, bam. This is what I'm talking about. There are so many traps down the road. And by the way, the, the, the government knows this. They're not. Yeah. They're, not as, they're, they're not smarter than we think. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They know exactly the tumblers. They know exactly what's going on. All right. And then how to word things and say things and all this stuff. That's what they specialize in. We, on the other hand, try to help people, okay, understand these roadblocks and how to circumvent them 
by just proper planning. I mean, there's nothing. What we're doing has been around for a while. It's just the people aren't calling. They're not taking advantage of what's in front of their eyes. And if you don't do it, you, I'm just telling you, you're going to be stuck. You're going to look back and go, oh, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I convert? Why didn't I at least know about it to see if it made sense? So it's huge, Jess, and, and it's a game changer, as mm-hmm. they say. And uh, you just got to know what's going on. Be in control. That's the key. Control your money, and you're going to be able to control your taxes down the road. It's as simple as that. Get more details on the website, fairwayfinancial.net. That's fairwayfinancial.net. Stephen Anzoni is a licensed insurance provider by the Division of Insurance and is not registered as an investment advisor in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Fairway Financial Insurance Agency, Inc. does not give investment, tax, or legal advice. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products, including annuities, offered through Fairway Financial Insurance Agency, Inc. Annuity guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Massachusetts Insurance License 172-2314.